Did Hitler announce the invasion of Poland in 1939 weeks in advance? Did the Japanese warn us that they were going to bomb Pearl Harbor? Did North Korea wait to invade South Korea to give South Korea time to prepare? You can think of dozens of other examples of where the invading force did not warn of the impending doom. Why? Simply because the surprise attack leads to the occupation of a substantial portion of the enemy's territory before they can mount a counterattack. Quite simple, really. Now we understand that modern satellite technology can see what armies are doing before they cross a border. But some excuse can always be given for the movement of an army, such as exercises and training. But saying, don't worry, we aren't going to do anything to invade you. Yet the rhetoric has been going back and forth for some time that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. Poland is right next to Ukraine. And we have had American servicemen there on training exercises for months. Each time they've been told they will be returned to the United States, instead their exercise has been extended. It seems that someone wants a war. It, war is performed for a number of reasons. A belligerent country wants the territory of their neighbor. The neighbor has to defend its integrity. World War I started supposedly because the Archduke of Austria was assassinated by a Serbian, so Germany had to fight France and England. Figure that one out. Someone wanted a war. The result of World War I was a complete remapping of Europe, which led to the Second World War. And in both cases, the case can be made that the end result the powers that be wanted was a one-world government they would run. First, the League of Nations, which didn't work out because America wouldn't become part of it. Then the result of World War II was the United Nations, formed ostensibly to stop all wars. Yet since we've become a member of the UN, we have fought war after war. We've been at war more than we've been at peace since forming the United Nations. Another reason that people go to war is to unite the people under a ruler that is failing. Nothing pulls people together as much as becoming involved in a war. They will put up with things they normally would not put up with, such as rationing, wage and price controls, shortages, curtailment of travel, incarceration of dangerous citizens, even the seizure of essential industry and business. All of these things happened to American citizens during World War II. It took five years to get rid of these controls after the war and return the businesses to their rightful owners. Since most of these things are not taught in schools today, most Americans do not realize the draconian measures made against our citizens by our own government during that war in the name of the war. Not all of the new regulations and taxes were removed once it was over. Are we seeing the beginning of a new war? wherein we will be dragged and feel the pinch of more and more government in the name of the war effort? Certainly, the popularity of Biden has hit an all-time low. People tend to fall in behind the nation's leader during a war. Even if they do not, the saying that comes up is, don't change horses in midstream, meaning don't change the country's leader during a time of crisis such as a war. 
We have witnessed down through history the lack of concern for the people by those who start wars or those who get their citizens involved in a war. Considering the gulf between our leaders and the lifestyle of our people, one has to wonder just what kind of game they are playing. We have seen and documented the fact that Americans have in the past helped our enemies before and during the conflict. This was true of the help to Hitler, communist Russia, Vietnam, and now communist China, and so forth. So we have to ask the question, is this conflict regarding the Ukraine real or contrived? And what will be the outcome in the long run? We have armed forces composed of patriotic men and women. However, they've been undergoing some rather strange training lately that promotes critical race theory and the idea that in order to combat communist China, we have to embrace socialism. In other words, become more like China and Russia. Heads I win, tails you lose. For years, we've been warning people that a worldwide conspiracy of megalomaniacs exists to bring about a new world order. And part of the plan is to use war to bring it about. That the world would be divided first into A, B, and C through regionalism. And that A and B would fight C, and then A and C would fight B, and so forth, in a revolving strategy until the conditions were ripe for total merger into the new world order to stop war. We may be seeing this beginning now. Only time will tell. If you'd studied real history, you would know that since the 1850s, the conspiratorial plan was for the United States, Russia, and China to rule the world. In the meantime, we need to educate our fellow citizens as to the dangers that we face from rising socialism and those who promote its agenda. We are still the strongest nation on earth and the most free. We have to remain so. Communism cannot win unless it is refreshed from outside by those who are part of the program here in the United States. Communism doesn't work when it comes to building wealth and a strong economy. It must be propped up by those who constitute the conspiracy here in the United States. We have a lot of work ahead of us. But the very idea that they are trying to control us through mandates and possibly war tells us that they are afraid of losing their grip on the people. People are getting wise to the plans for a new world order, and the powers that be must move quickly before they have their plans go awry. People are looking for answers and solutions. Now is the time to bear down even more in our educational efforts on the American people and then organize them into effective chapters of the John Birch Society.